welcome to episode 55 of In Touch with iOS, a podcast that talks about iPhone, iPad, Apple Watch, Apple TV, and related technologies, plus tips, apps, and gear. I am your host, Dave Ginsburg, and my returning guest this week is Kelly Gamont from the Mac Observer's Daily Observations podcast. How are you doing, Kelly? I'm doing well, David. How are you? That is good to hear. Glad you are here again to have some more fun. And uh, this is going to be an interesting show. <laughs> <laughs> well, we do have a lot to talk about. So we do have tons to talk about. There's so, there's so much. I, I can't believe how much news of Apple world this past <laughs> week. Uh, recording on uh, thir- Thursday night uh, yes. as we record this. And uh, Apple was uh, pretty uh, pretty uh, aggressive with getting a lot of stuff done this week. Well, we'll touch upon here in just a minute. Um, Clear in the decks. Clear decks. We had the uh, you know, new iPads, new uh, AirPods, and all kinds of fun stuff. A um, couple of news stories that caught, caught my ear a little bit is, um, you know, there, there's always been all the speculation about the, the air power uh, mat, I guess they're calling it. Oh, the yes. Wireless charge mat we've only been talking about for the last, what, year and a half? 18 months, yeah. Two years almost now. <laughs> and uh, Mac Rumors has an article talking about there is a trademark on the air power name. So that's telling us, well, maybe Apple is really going to release this thing. Plus, there's been photos all over <laughs> Apple's website with uh, uh, yeah, with iPhones. And, ones. I yeah. I feel like something happened because we did get new AirPods, like we mentioned, yep. and I Talk feel like it. I I feel like they were supposed to be a set. Yeah, I thought, and so that's too. and that's why it got as as far as there's product photography on the website. Right, because uh, you know they want to because they it were off. supposed to be there. Yeah. They want to show it off, so it's uh, it was uh, yeah, very 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 strange, but uh, that uh, that was out in the news here today, and lots of discussion about the event. If anybody doesn't know, uh, I will be on vacation next week, so we'll miss the episode next week. But uh, uh, I will be on for Mac guys only. If anybody wants to listen to the reaction time episode as we react when they announce all the new stuff that comes out, which will probably won't be surprised much the way all the rumors have been uh, coming out, but it's pretty obvious as i've been talking about on previous episodes that uh apple is going to, to talk about uh starting up a new tv service mm-hmm. and a new news app service with, which will go along with their texture purchase of magazines and uh yeah. rumor has it wall street journals on board new york times and um wapo uh, you know washington post is not now uh, can i tell you the theory that i have about that because uh, yeah. i was thinking about this uh, literally this morning on daily observations, I was thinking about this and um, what, what I hope is that um, the partnerships that we haven't heard about yet are partnerships with companies that own lots of newspapers in lots of different locations. And that it ends up being a thing where Apple has partnered with companies in order to make local news available in lots of places. So they partner with X company that owns newspapers in LA and San Antonio and Minneapolis and Knoxville, Tennessee, and, you know, like a bunch of cities so that the paper in each of those places could be available as an option through Apple news. Like I want to go there. I can read wall street journal. I can read, USA Today or whatever sort of like, you know, national and worldwide partners they end up with for Apple News. But I can also get my local news from that same place. And I feel like that would be the magic that would drive subscriptions. I would really like to see Apple do something like that um, 
to to help not just draw attention but draw eyeballs and money to right. local news now um, me and being in chicago chicago has two two pap- two papers if you want to call it yeah. that that haven't been uh very uh, <laughs> popular as of late because of just the way the newspaper industry is in itself, the Chicago Tribune and the Chicago mm-hmm. Times. Right. Um, I would not be at all surprised if they're both jumping on the bandwagon. They haven't announced anything, mm-hmm. but uh, and we also have a local paper in the, in the northwest suburbs where I live, uh, the Daily Herald. Mm-hmm. I'd be curious to see if they would jump in on it too, because uh, you know, again, all, all three of those papers that I would be uh, reading here in the local area, uh, not circulation, not so good. And I don't know how mm-hmm. how their paywall is doing for uh, both. Uh, well, sometimes it doesn't have much of a paywall as uh, as the Tribune does, uh, but uh, and the Daily Herald does as well. Uh, but uh, I'd be interesting to see if, uh, like you said, local newspapers like that. Just mm-hmm. just from my experience, doesn't even go about out in the West Coast, Los Angeles. So what, what would happen out there? And that's you know the the second largest city in the country and mm-hmm. number of newspapers out there. Yeah. And and I'm curious, like. I would like that because I would like Apple to shine a spotlight on local news. I would like Apple to, um, uh, because, and, and, and that's twofold, partly because, uh, people need local news and, you know, like, like what happens and what you can directly affect starts in your, in your community, in your neighborhood, um, in your area and then in your city. So, you know, like I can do stuff right here in my neighborhood. I can do things in East Portland, I can do things in Portland. Like, you know, it starts yep. like, like very, very, very locally. And, and so I would like Apple to bring attention to that because it's the thing that, that, that never gets enough attention in my opinion anymore, especially, uh, but also because it would sort of be a swipe at Facebook who suddenly after, you know, doing all of the stuff that they could do to court all of the news publishers to put everything on Facebook so that local newsrooms ended up uh, not having the kind of staffing they need and everybody canceled their subscription because they were getting all their news from Facebook in the first place. And so now right. newsrooms have newsrooms have diminished greatly in the number of people that are there and the amount of coverage they can offer. And now Facebook is going, we want to offer all this local news to everybody, but we can't find it. And so I would love if Apple was like, we'll save you. You know, I, I really want that to be to, to be true uh, for both of those reasons. <laughs> so, right. And as a frustrated reporter myself, like I watch that stuff a little closer sure. than maybe the average person does. Well, so, I watch it closely too. I, I always used to follow, I mean, I follow local radio and there's a, there's a great uh, guy out. Uh, his name's Robert Feeder. I've used to, I've been reading him for 30 plus years. I've covered the Chicago uh, local media beat. And so I, I've followed it for a long time too. So we're very much alike when it comes to that stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, but so yeah, it's, it's exciting. But then you turn around, I see Comcast, my favorite company right now. Uh, away from them supposed to being at my mother-in-law's home to uh, install brand new cable and decided to be late and I had to cancel and delay us recording this show. So I'm so glad we're here. Uh, well, I have some things to say about Comcast too, but I will have to keep them to myself because this is a family show. <laughs> this is a family show. Uh, please. I got to keep, I have to keep the clean label on my podcast. Yeah. <laughs> But the minute you want to switch to an explicit tag, have me back and say Comcast and let's go. Maybe let's, we'll talk offline here. <laughs> uh, uh, but they did, they are launching a, a new $5 a month streaming box. Uh, and uh, the, the Motion Picture Association report highlights strong streaming growth. So there's a kind of, it was a nine to five Mac. Mm-hmm. Uh, they, uh, uh, Comcast is releasing a thing called the new Xfinity Flex service, which will tier 
ties together with people with the paid internet. So, so there's many people out there who just have the internet only and not their mm-hmm. great cable service. Or, um, or they did something like, um, I know a number of people who did the, uh, whatever they call it, where, uh, you pay for cable and internet. And so you get a bigger break on each of the service. You come out ahead by buying both instead of just having the one, which I do. So a lot of people have like two to two to 20 or two to 70, something like that, like basic stations, um, even if they don't ever watch them because it saves them 15 bucks a month or whatever to make that work. Right. So. And, then, and then, and then great thing is all these services will stream on your iOS device, specifically the iPad. Um, and you know, of course the iPhone too, but unless you have the iPhone, uh, tennis max, you know, the screens are kind of small, but yeah. Uh, uh, but yeah, that, I think that's really where it's going as far as, uh, this discussion is going to be on Monday for all their announcements. Like I said, there won't be much. I don't think there's going to be much surprise by the time we I think, uh, go I think, watch. I think the surprise is going to end up being specifics um, right. in that this show starring this person will launch on this day. Their shows, right. Or, uh, you know, something that nobody's heard about yet is this show that stars these people and it will be out in June or this is coming, you know, in this time frame, whatever. Like, right. I think, um, and then like pricing, and um, that's going to be the big deal breaker. It's just finding out what they're going to charge right. for. And I'm, and I'm not even curious about pricing for what they're going to charge. Stick with me on this. Um, I'm curious about how they're going to charge it. And that is, um, yeah. I'm an Apple Music subscriber. So uh, if I'm paying ten dollars a month for Apple Music, let's say. Um, if I pay 15 a month, do I also get video or like, will 15 bucks, you know, 10 will get you one, 15 will get you two, like what? Um, if I have a 4k Apple TV, does that get me any sort of consideration? Like, is my 4k TV going to, do I have to pay extra if I have a 4k Apple TV instead of a fourth generation Apple TV, which isn't 4k, uh, because I'm getting high, because I'm getting higher quality content. Um, how are they going to roll the news service in with all of these? If I just like, can if it can I just get all of the stuff I want from Apple for twenty five bucks a month? Is it forty? What's it going to look like? And uh, what other services are they going to go live with? Because frankly, um, I don't ever use the TV app. I find it um, inf- infuriating. I would rather go to an app and watch their stuff, and then go to a different app and watch their stuff, and go to the other app and watch the other stuff because. Um, I don't like using the TV app. I've tried and failed on not on not on a device like on the Apple TV where it's where where you would expect to use the TV app. Right, like, right. To me, it hasn't been great. Maybe I just haven't spent enough time with it, so it can't figure me out. I don't know. But um, have you I, used it on the iPad or the iPhone? I have not. Um, oh, iPad. I know about the iPhone. Yeah, I, I get. I I have gotten a couple of weird notifications from the TV app on my iPad where it wanted to tell me the Super Bowl was on and I'm like TV app I have never watched a football game anywhere near you in all the time you've been in my house yeah what on earth makes you think I'm starting now right. and so then I went in and turned off notifications and I'm a lot happier with the TV app on my iPad <laughs> so, there you go. so that's it um so that's what I'm curious about is how how the services are going to relate to each other as far as payment and then um what the hook is going to be? Because I don't think we've heard that yet. How are they going to hook you? Oh, yeah, sure. Apple Apple Music was three months free. Uh, go try it and you know see if you love it. And then when it turns out that you love it, it will be a lot easier to pay us ten bucks a month because you've been living there for three months, not thirty days, not seven, 
90. And so what are they going to do with this? Like, is it free till dub dub or is it free for a year for everybody who buys an Apple TV from this day forward? Um, you know, like yeah. what's, what's the catch going to be and, and what's the thing that they're going to do to try to get people interested yeah. and then keep them. And that's, that's what I'm wondering about is, is what that rollout's going to look like. Just like Apple music when it first came out, they gave three months free for everybody. Mm-hmm. Um, so I would venture to say they'll probably do something very similar to that. Um, mm-hmm. uh, if, uh, if that's the case. So, yeah. And I um, think they might stage the rollout of the TV shows accordingly so that people don't right. watch everything yeah. for a couple of weeks and then go, never mind. So yeah. that's the other reason I'm curious about like the, the nuts and bolts. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Subscribe for a month binge on discovery cancel. Um, so that's what I'm, and that's the thing that I'm wondering about is, um, what the nuts and bolts of this are going to look like. And, and the detail, the detail is the part that I was always interested in. Apple's going to make a TV service. Like the first thing I wanted to know was how does that tie into Apple music, you know, price wise. And, uh, what are, you know, when Apple Music rolled out, they gave everybody three months free. What are they going to do here? And so yeah. I'm, I'm still interested in that stuff. And we still haven't heard anything substantive on either of those fronts. And so that's what I'm really yeah. wondering about. Should be interesting. We're going to be watching uh, very closely. So um, I'll have my reviews our next uh, our next episode, uh, which will be a week after. But you know, so you know, all the craziness will go will be passed, and I can give, give I can give my views of what what happened uh, the next time. So yeah, let's let's uh, dive into the iPads. I mean, Monday um, morning. All of a sudden, what do we get? We get an announcement. There are new iPads, huh? So <laughs> I was like, wow. And I, and I mean, a lot, there was lots of rumors about the iPad mini. I, I knew that one was pretty much a given. But I was kind of thrown off to seeing that they're all, st- all of a sudden they come out with a new iPad Air. Mm-hmm. Um, so I've, I, of course, have the iPad Pro, which is, you know, mm-hmm. it's expensive. Starts at $799. Mm-hmm. Um, and then they have the iPad, which is a good entry level iPad. And I've been recommending it to everybody who just wants a good basic mm-hmm. iPad to just all yeah. they need is just just to get an iPad to get on, on online and do some things. They don't need the performance, they don't need anything crazy. No, it's, also, it's a solid device. It's solid, and it works 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 with the, the Apple. I mean, every single one of these devices now work with the Apple Pencil, which is uh-huh. awesome. Which I'll hit in a second here, but um, but. I know the iPad, you could pick it up in, at Amazon for $249 for the 32 gig uh, model. How, uh-huh. how affordable is that? And people mm-hmm. are already questioning, well, let me, let's get through the line and I'll, I'll give you my views of, about why they're keeping this other iPad on the line, I think. Okay. Uh, so, um, so again, we already know about the iPad Pro. That's the expensive one. Mm-hmm. Um, and they, so they, they came out with the iPad, iPad Air. And the Air starts at $499. So you got, the, as far as specs goes, uh, the Air is, is a 10.5-inch screen. So they basically replaced with the old uh, iPad Pro 10.5 that they had yes. previously. Um, and and uh, do, do note that this is the triumphant return of two devices because there wasn't an iPad Air for a long time. There was an there Air. Right. There was an original, the, the OG Air. And then there was the Air 2. Right. And then they just kind of got rid of the air too, in favor of plain old iPad, mere mortal right. iPad, iPad nothing. Sometimes right. it's called. Sixth gen, I think um, it's called. Yeah, because it's just iPad. It's not, it, it has no additional qualifier at the end. And right. so this press release, first thing Monday morning, uh, kicked off like the triumphant return of both of these devices with various degrees right. of triumph, obviously, because we'll talk about that in a minute. But that's right. the thing that I think um, gets forgotten a little bit. It does. So um, the iPad Air, um, really the only thing the iPad Air does not have compared to the Pro is the ProMotion. Who cares? Uh, most people won't care about that. But it has the, uh, the, the 
the A12 chip, as it was, I believe. Um, mm-hmm. And it has. Uh, it has and the, the current chip is the 12X. So this 12X, is the latest, right. greatest, but it's right up Not there. The so yeah, yeah. it's up there. I mean, it's I a great that, unit, like as yeah. as a piece of hardware. Yeah, for sure. Mm-hmm. And the iPad mini, I believe, had the same processor, did it not? Yes. And uh, so yes. 2224 <laughs> by 1668 is the resolution. It's not too far behind resolution on the Pro um, at all. Um, the the iPad and the iPad mini have the exact same resolution, 2448 by 1539. Yes. So we'll get to the iPad mini in just a minute. Uh, but uh, comparatively speaking, the iPad doesn't have anything else. No two-tone, just, there's no ProMotion, no white color, you know. So it's, like I said, a good basic model for just anybody that needs it. And to, also it's a Touch ID device, not a Face ID device. Yes, they're all Touch a ID. New, a new release that is a Touch ID device. So that's The Air did not have a Touch ID before. It does now. Right. Um, and so does the Mini. Uh, the, the, Air, the Air 2 did. The Air, the Air 2 did. Not. Right. The Air yeah. did not. Right. Yeah. I got an Air sitting on my, my desk here that I'm using yeah. as, a, as a spare unit here. Yeah, I have an OG um, Air. Uh, Mr. Kelly had, has an Air 2. Uh, and that was his daily driver until he broke down and bought the baby pro about a week ago. Okay. <laughs> so so I there, have the baby there is one in my house I get to go touch and enjoy and gaze at adoringly and wish real hard about. And I are in the same club now. Yes. Uh, so, um, but I'm still really happy with my, uh, right. current until last week or, you know, my, my 10.5 pro, oh, uh, I, I really enjoy it. I like it a lot. So yeah. I have no I mean, same as the air basically i mean mm-hmm. other than other than uh, just a few different things here yep um so uh so, so then you have the ipad mini everybody was itching to get this mini back or the ipad back. se i keep calling it because <laughs> yeah. the little one came back with all the same yeah. stuff the big one it's uh everybody was itching for it because it was uh it was released it hadn't been touched since 2015 so almost four years it hadn't been mm-hmm. touched and they and were still selling that thing like it was a valid piece of hardware like a week oh. Yeah, it was crazy. So, same same thing. They have all the specs that the Air has, and most of what the Pro has. Mm-hmm. Just no ProMotion uh, and uh, very good resolution, um, fast A12 processor, and it's getting rave reviews from all kinds of the mm-hmm. different sites. The Verge, really nice camera um, in both yeah. of these, by the way, front and back. Yeah, yeah. I mean, Jason Snell said some good things about it. Uh, lots of the folks in the Mac community have been saying some great things about this mini. I think a lot of people are, uh, are super stoked with, about it. Um, it's tempting to have as a second, as a second iPad. It really is. Mm-hmm. If you really wanted it to have its reportability, so you don't have to carry something really large. Um, I had, I had the old iPad air one, uh, iPad mini at one point when I was doing some work for my, for my company and I really liked it. I didn't want to give it up. <laughs> so then, then they yeah. wanted it back. So, uh, but I, I didn't mind it because I let, I really liked the size. Um, so and it's so sad to wa- to have watched it continue to age badly. It was, it was, you know, it was. Um, was it was no fun, and I'm I'm sad it was a press release. Like that's the only like complaint well, I really have is that like I, I feel like after four and I understand not wanting to be the person who comes out and goes yeah it only took us four years you know like I understand yeah. not wanting to have to be a person on stage for that, but at the same time, you know there's there's a certain amount of like. I feel like the, the mini deserves better than it gets a lot of times. Yeah. So and, that's just me. Just to your point on that is I was very surprised Apple did it this way. It's, I don't re- ever recall them doing this mass amount of, of, of hardware releases over, a, of a, over a, a news release. They're yeah. always have been brought them into the announcement that that's all that really just set it up to everybody knowing at this point, 
they're only talking about services on, on, on this oh episode. absolutely i never had any doubt that there was going to be yeah, i didn't have any but they were going to talk about anything else yeah um simplified so, it, so yeah and i let you know and and it was smart to get it all out of everybody's systems this week so that we all record our podcast and everything and get them out the door so that we're all ready for services yeah. next yeah, week exactly. but yeah, yeah, yeah. but you know i did feel a little bad because like the ipad mini like the iPad mini didn't get a lot of love Four years. It sat on shelves oh, in that yeah. same configuration. And like, if you bought one a week ago, it's almost aged out of usefulness, like, yeah. you know, in a way. And so um, that's part of the, the issue that I had with it. And then, you know, it's the return of the, of the iPad air model because there wasn't right. for a long time. And so I'm, like, I felt kind of bad. Like, both of these devices are a big deal, you know, in a lot of ways. And, eh, you know, and Apple just puts out a press release and calls it good. Well, and then now And let's... then they did the same thing Tuesday. Yeah, the Max. But we don't talk about Macs here. Uh, the, uh... <laughs> there are new iMacs, but be careful about them. Um, and all I'm going to do is point out that... Um, uh, at one point, the concern was uh, paying 2019 money for 2017 tech. And if you buy an entry-level iMac, you're still doing that. So be Very aware. Yeah. Okay. Be aware that that's a thing that's happening. So that's all. I, we won't talk all about right. Macs anymore. All right. If you don't mind. Because uh, uh, that's why we're called In Touch with iOS. Yes. <laughs> uh, but I wanted, to I wanted to just to touch upon again the, 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 the basic iPad model. I really think Apple is is keeping this model in place for a, a number of reasons. More more so, consumers have, have, who want to have a very affordable iPad, they're they're giving that. But I think it really has a, a focus on education. I think the education market is going to be jumping all over this now. That the fact that they can buy these iPads, it's all they need for what their needs are. Unless it's something real advanced, they can buy all their models if they need to. But you know, the education market's going to get that same price break uh, under under three hundred dollars for these iPads. And they're going to be buying them by thousands. I mean, you know, I, I remember being at the Jamf user conference and in, in in Ohio State University was buying over 13,000 iPads for incoming freshmen. Now think about how much money um, they're, they're going to be saving by, using, by buying these iPads versus having to get what they had to get before with the Pro. Mm -hmm. um, um, so I would not be at all surprised that that's, the, that's one of the two of the big well, reasons. It's the it's the education. I mean, it's almost the EPAD. Like we had the EMAC back in right. the day that was like designed specifically for schools. It's it's. I feel like it's the same sort of thing for those reasons. And uh, the thing I would add to that is that um, there's also a peripheral because this all came from last year's uh, educational event in March right. in You're Chicago, good. and good. yeah, and uh, I will have a soft spot about. Uh, for that event for the rest of my life because Tim Cook name-checked App Camp for Girls in the middle of the presentation. It mm -hmm. makes me make this face when I talk about it. Um, mm -hmm. So, uh, but part of their commitment to education is making sure that that stuff is affordable, which is why the iPad stayed right. and why they added the Air instead of, instead of old yellering the iPad right. that they had. But also, uh, at that event, they also announced the Logitech Crayon which right. is uh, an alternate stylus, you know, Apple Pencil-like device. It's got the same very fine tip, but it's about half the price. Yeah, I was going to say, it's like half the price. Um, and the other thing about it, I know a number of people who bought the Logitech Crayon over an Apple Pencil because the crayon, and this, this is silly when you, when you think about it, um, the crayon is pencil-shaped, 
And the Apple Pencil is crayon shaped in that the Apple Pencil is totally round, the original Apple Pencil, oh, which is what you have to, yeah, which is what you have to use for the new devices. Uh, for the, the new iPad, Air and Mini both use the original Apple Pencil, which is the one that is completely round. And the Logitech crayon is shaped like a pencil. So it has sides, which means it won't roll off your desk. So it's cheaper and you won't lose it. And it's got the same sort of tip and sensitivity that the Apple Pencil has. Like there's no reason not to go that route unless you have, you know, a special holder for the pencil or anything like that. I don't know. But um, that was the thing about it that because I feel like that particular peripheral gets overlooked a lot and it's less expensive and for some people more comfortable to hold something right. shaped like a regular pencil with the sides uh, for some people that's a lot more comfortable and a lot easier to grasp. Absolutely. So. And you talk about pencils. That's, that's the other thing. All four iPads now use a pencil. So yes. the only difference is yeah. and the crayon. So the mm -hmm. iPad mini, the iPad, the iPad air, I'll use the, the, the first gen Apple pencil as well as the Logitech crayon. Mm -hmm. The iPad pro uses the pencil too, which is the one of course that's has a half. Um, yes. One flat side. One flat side because it has to be that way because it, it attaches to the iPad magnetically to, to charge. Which is the so, only but, thing I don't, which is my, well, yeah. not the only thing, but it's my other complaint about the OG pencil right. is that that charging is second in ludicrousness only to the magic mouse with the lightning port. <laughs> magic mouse, yes. Yes. Oh my God, don't get me started on that. <laughs> I, I won't. And uh, I, I, for the record, I don't have one. I'm team trackpad. Yeah, I have a trackpad too. Everywhere so. I go. So, yes, like this is, yes, this is the input, this is the correct input device, the Apple trackpad. But the, um, uh, the old, pe the, the, the pencil, of course, they give you this two-way adapter, as I'm showing Kelly on, on camera here, <laughs> but you can plug your lightning cable in one end and plug the pencil in the other and then USB magically charge it instead of <gasps> being dorky and plugging it into the bottom of the port yes! of the iPad. So. Yes, the pencil <laughs> I have didn't come with that. No, it didn't. Yeah, this this comes with the pencil now. I mean, yeah, now, pencil. yeah, now. I need oh, this is from when I had the the ten point five inch. I still have it. I'm gonna have to look in the box again because I don't remember seeing it. Look, because this was. I just remember extra tips. So yeah, and, and those too. Yeah. yeah. So anyway, um, the I really I was excited to see that you could use a pencil with a mini, yeah, um, partly because now I saw other people speculating about this meaning that pencil support is coming to the iPhone. I don't know how I feel about that. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know if I care. It it doesn't feel like the right screen to me, but that's just me. And that's also because I don't have a plus size phone. Well, yeah. I mean, with the tennis like, max, which I have yeah, here, I don't even have a ten. So and the uh, and the yeah, the tennis max is uh, is big. I mean, yeah, I could see it being a small size pencil, maybe similar to what the the Note series in, in mm -hmm. Samsung. I know we shouldn't even talk about Samsung, but uh, the the Note series has that pencil that they, that they yeah, have the stylus. The little stylus, yeah, that they have. Um, so, but I, I don't know if Apple wants to do that or go down that road, and maybe you want to stay with what app what. Uh, what Steve Jobs had said, you don't need a pencil with, you don't, you don't need, a need a stylus with your phone. You have, you have five on the end of each hand. Yeah, um, yeah, here. <laughs> yeah. So, but I am, I, I was interested to see that at least they weren't continuing to treat the iPad mini like it's second class. Now, no. whether no. or not the John Martellaro over at Mac Observer has made the argument that um, it was not smart to go with touch ID on the old, on the new devices because face ID, because face ID is orders of magnitude more secure. I'm like, yeah, but then you can't what? make a, you can't make the iPad mini at an iPad mini price if you're putting touch ID cameras and all of those things. So it's cost. Yep. Yeah. So I think that's part of it. Um, 
I don't mind the home button. I'm still team home button. I still rock an iPhone 8 uh, as my daily driver because um, I couldn't pay $1,000 for a phone because I'm, if, no, if, I don't if I'm according to plan, I'm going to get a new phone this year. I'd buy them outright. Um, I cringe so, how much I pay a month for my phone right now. So <laughs> yeah, but like the difference between 24 bucks a month for a phone and 30 bucks a month for a phone is a lot different than it's midnight and do I want to be on the hook for 800 bucks or do I want to be on the hook for 1100 bucks and that feels hard because I know that my phone is going to have a finite lifespan that's really what it comes down to so um so for me like and, and like I think touch ID is great like I think it's fine um I I don't really have a problem with it and it's so fast on the eight I on my phone from a year and a half ago I can't imagine how much faster and more reliable it's going to be on these new devices that have a little bit of a little bit more oomph with the processors and everything that's in them. So I feel like they're totally worthy upgrades, but just like I said about the mini and just like I said about like the Mac mini and just like I said about the IMAX, like um, this is awesome, but we should have had it a year ago. Right. Right. At least um, as far as the mini is concerned, the air, um, like I don't know why the air went away in the first place. So it was kind of weird that they brought it back, but Um, but I'm glad because I feel like there's, there's people who need a little bit more than an entry level iPad, but maybe don't need a USB-C situation. And, you know, that's, that's another thing to consider. And I feel like that's going to be the sweet spot for a lot of people. Yeah. And let me just, uh, let's just wrap up with iPad coverage here with uh, some of the other specs. Uh, As I mentioned, A12 processors for the mini and the air, A12X for the pro, A10 for the iPad uh, storage, you got 64 or 256. Most people, I think 64 is more than enough, especially if you're using iCloud. Um, if you pay for the iCloud service, it's pointless to have more than 64 gigs of RAM. Uh, I mean, I'm sorry, a storage. Storage, yeah. Uh, um, and um, and of course, you go all the way up to the iPad Pro, you can get a one terabyte, which is insanity. <laughs> it's crazy, John. Yes. Oh, so, I mean, I went with 256 uh, just because I'm crazy. Uh, but, uh, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm, and I have that on my iPhone and I probably use a quarter of it. So, I mean, I don't mm-hmm. think like, next time I, when I, when I do my trade in, I, I may just go 64 and be smart. Uh, so, uh, and, uh, pencil, we talked about, uh, of course the keyboard it does have, uh, uh the, the mini and the iPad only use Bluetooth, Bluetooth keyboards. Mm-hmm. Uh, the air is compatible to the Apple smart keyboard. Uh, along yes. with the, pro- the same as what, uh, my 10.5 iPad was. Right. Or is, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, the, they did that good too. And battery life is the same. Well, of course, weight will go to determine determining factor of the, uh, uh, of the model. And, uh, and they are offering cellular versions for both as well, mm-hmm. which uh, tend to be a little pricey. Uh, get you another $150 you got to spend if you want the cellular version. Yeah. Uh, but if you uh, are one that want to have a always on connection, um, you know, it might be worth it for you. So, uh, but uh, yeah, that was the that was the that was Monday. <laughs> of course, we we mentioned Tuesday. Of course, all the Macs were mentioned, and then mm-hmm. Wednesday came along, and we were ho- hoping for two things: the Air the AirPods and the iPod Touch. Well, we got the AirPod we got the AirPods, and I am pretty disappointed, to be honest with you. And I think most people are. Um, I would say this is more of AirPods uh, 1.5 as opposed to uh, AirPods 2.0. Okay, well, um, what were they supposed to do to be 2.0 then? Because this is, like, this is the thing I was trying to figure out all along, is, like, what what should they be? Because, like, I, I did hear a lot of people going, meh. Yeah. And, yeah, and that's fine, but, like... For the, those who already own them, you know. Right. 
and and I'm I'm still not in that camp yet. Uh, so I'm so you're in a good shape. You're in good shape. Now. I might be. I haven't. Oh, I I'm, I'm so conflicted. Um, I did hear a lot of people say they were going to come in black, and they don't. And I do. Yeah, you know, a lot of people talk about um additional features, I guess. But I've heard a lot of hand waving about additional features or extra stuff that the AirPods are supposed to do, and I don't know what that is. And so I felt like they made some very reasonable iterative upgrades um, yeah. in uh, that uh, because one, like one of the upgrades is the, the chip. It's the H H one versus the W one W one. Yeah. So it's got a new chip in it. Um, it part of that is supposed to make the connection time faster. Uh, the battery life is supposed to be better. Um, not just because they're new, but like longer time, like longer right. practical usage time. The biggest, the biggest change that they made is that you can now buy a case that will that you can set on a chi charging mat wireless right and you can charge wirelessly or through the lightning connector at the bottom and the other nice thing about them is that if you just want the case if you just want to buy your old ipads your old airpods a treat you can buy the wireless case for your old airpods and call it good and i know a lot of people aren't aren't necessarily excited about that but at the same time i feel like that was a really smart decision because apple tends to be a company that will really relentlessly march forward and they've done some really smart things with this stuff like we know people are still using stuff from last year or <gasps> even maybe the year before oh and <laughs> and it's possible that they want to get more life out of that and so they did make the case available uh, for people who have first-gen AirPods but want to be able to charge them wirelessly. Now, if only Apple would sell us a method which with, with which to charge devices like this. $79. Yes. For that case. And it's... Uh, so a little more on the, on the uh, specs. Uh, you can now ask Siri and you can say, hey, her, uh, to... S-Lady, uh, we call her on TD. Her S-Lady, yes, we do. <laughs> uh, that... Uh, for, for assistance without you having to know you can physically reach up to your ear and go, oh you can tap it yes so now you don't have to do it anymore okay uh and yeah they're, they're saying the performance is a little better with the with the headphone h1 chip um like you said stability with wireless i do i, I would i would be interesting to see if anybody does more testing about stability with wireless because i will tend to agree Especially, I, I try to connect my AirPods to my Mac. A lot of times, I have a lot of challenges with getting them to, to connect. And it did um, say that the switching was going to be a lot nicer uh, so in, that, the new, in the new ones as well. That, so, if if that is, if, if I hear people saying that that's an improvement, then I would, I would, I, I could see uh, seeing people upgrading. But I mean, if you already have the, if you already have the case right now, uh, the uh, AirPods now, um, yeah, I, I don't know. Uh, if there's any beneficial way, beneficial reason to to upgrade, but uh, uh, but yep, like you said, charging is uh, is is uh, quicker and uh, setup is easy, um, and uh, yes, and the pricing is uh, one hundred and fifty nine dollars if you choose. They give you at least the option if you don't want the wireless charging, mm -hmm. you can buy it with a standard price of what has what they had been ready, which was one fifty nine, and then if you want the uh, the wireless charging capabilities, then you go uh, one ninety nine. So. Um, again, I don't know much else we could say about them. Not, not that anything too terribly exciting, uh, about that. So, but, uh, and then the other one, which I thought was going to come out, it didn't. Um, I don't know if I'm sad or if I'm, I don't, I, I'm, I'm indifferent is the iPod touch. I'm um, sad. 
I'm kind of sad. I mean, I think I'm very sad because the current iPod is four years old and uh, we use them. Full disclosure, I'm a a volunteer at Apple World Mm -hmm. and uh, we use them there all the time. And uh, we have some that are uh, based at the point where they need to be replaced. And I'm sad that, again, just like the iMacs, like I don't want to pay 2019 money for a 2015 iPod. And that's where I'm at. And and even then, it was only a slight revision in the first place. And part of the reason that I'm additionally grumpy, I guess, is because, <laughs> it's because the, the screen acreage has not kept up with what the phones look like. So, um, and I'm not unhappy about that uh, as a device, but I'm unhappy about that because uh, we use them for development. And right. I know a lot of people who have an iPod Touch that they use as their development device. They charge it all up and they bring it with them to WWDC. And when Tim is done with the keynote where we get the preview of the new thing and he says that the beta is available for everybody and then we break for lunch, everybody takes that iPod Touch and goes outside right. and sits in the sun with their laptop and installs that zero-day beta alpha basically on their device (laughs) and goes to see what happens. What's it like? How does it work? How broken is it? What's rough around the edges? And, and with that device, you don't have to pay for a line of service. You don't have to, it's not a a contract that you have to pay for all the time. Um, It's just a nifty little device that you can just sort of use. And then the problem is if you start trying to do development for that, like it's going to be really hard to translate that to the larger screens on my eight or your 10 S max. Like, you know, even mine is a good deal bigger than what an iPod is than than an actual iPod sized device. And I feel like if nothing else, they should be a tiny bit bigger and we should get a little bit of storage on them. And I understand that that, you know, they may just still be kept around for sentimental reasons and nobody really wants to do anything to iterate yeah. on those. But I feel like there's a legitimate market there for an inexpensive non-contract yeah. device and that no allows you to do that. For an iPhone, right? Yeah, and I, I mean, at this point, like the iPad Mini is the thing that I would look at as a as a zero day development device because yeah. it's got way more recent hardware <laughs> than what the iPod does. Yeah. And I still think there's a lot of people who could use the iPod aside from people who are developers. Um, yep. You know, if you're a person with a sound system in your kitchen and that's all you want to do, or maybe you just want to stream music to the good speakers and you just want to have this this device that's connected all the time that sits in there and streams the music to those speakers for you or uh, this is the trial device to see if your kid is ready for an iPhone or um, just to get your kid off your iPhone so that yeah. they don't mess with your with your Angry Birds score and they can have their and, own Angry Birds score like there's or, or they erase your phone <laughs> there's lots of ways that this becomes a really nice ancillary device it's like the oh, it's like the MacBook Air of mobile devices like no. It's not your. It, it may not be your primary device, and for a lot of people, it's not going to be the the best primary device. But for people who have a need for that sort of sidekick iOS device, right. this is perfection. And why is it just continuing to age? It bums me out. Yeah. Well, um, and there's still plenty of people out there still holding on to their fifth gen and fourth gen and uh, models, which are end of the road. They can't go past I think iOS 10. So. Uh, but, uh, I agree. Oh, in the iPods, I thought you meant like actual, honest to God, fifth gen iPod, and I'm like, yeah, that's me with the little iPod, drive in it. iPod Touch. Yeah. 
not the, not the, not the classic. Yeah, the old the old school iPod, uh, the first one that played video. Yes, I still have one of those. I still use it almost every day. It's in the car. Um, I loaded it up with, uh, I don't think it's quite 80 gigabytes of music because it was the first iPod that played video. So well, there's some video. I, I had it at one point. I sold it, so. Yeah, I'm at the point now where I look at it because this is my idea of a good time. I look at it and go, that spinning drive takes so long. I wonder how hard it would be to put an SSD in that bad boy. Yeah, I don't like, know if they sell drives that small. Oh, they do. Oh, they do. Okay. Yeah, people have done it or upgraded it to just like an, an SD card, like a 256 gigabyte SD card. Um, I've seen a lot of that. And I have a really awesome screwdriver set that will get me into most right. Apple hardware. And so I'm like, yes. Let me put oh, some miles iPods. on my screwdrivers. This is going to be a good time. Like I said. iPods are easy. easy to get <laughs> oh, yes. Uh, so now I'm very... So I've been sort of kicking around the idea of maybe upgrading my iPod to SSD and making it a little perkier and continuing to use it because I adore it. I no, It's a good model. And I've yeah. never had a problem with, with doing anything with it. So every time they up, update iTunes, I'm like, oh, God, is this the one where I can't put music on my iPod anymore? <laughs> So far, they haven't they haven't done anything yet. So I'm hoping that they just forgot. Yeah, that it's that this is still a thing that people do, and so I'll still get to do it for a while. That's yeah, my hope. Just, just like any other device, I mean, it's not. I mean, yeah, I mean, I think even if you had the first first gen iPod, it might still work too. It you might. Know? I, I have, my my father in law has the I think they had with the FireWire the old first gen. He still, I think we gave that to him as a gift a long time ago. He still uses it. Still works. Mm-hmm. So, um, yep. so, so, uh, iOS, let's talk a little bit about that. Uh, 12, 12.2, uh, is, is very close near to release. Um, they just released uh, beta six, which they had beta five a couple of days before now beta six is out. Mm-hmm. And, uh, if you're a public beta tester, you can download it and install it. And like I say to everybody, don't do it unless you know what you're doing. <laughs> um, you, you know what you're doing because Kelly, because you are teaching all the girls how to do this stuff. So, um, no, I just laugh because I do a podcast with Don Melton and, uh, people, <laughs> no, people refer to him as Gramps and he always says, as you know, Gramps don't beta. And so, okay. I, I, so whenever yeah. you talk about betas, you're like, don't do it. And all I hear in the back of my head is Gramps don't beta. Mm-hmm. Yep. That's correct. And then of course they did include some new animojis, which is very important. Yes. Uh, a giraffe, no, honest, a shark, honestly, a, a boar and an owl. So real talk, uh, that's the only reason I'm sad I don't have a 10. Oh, right. Because you can't a, do it. A 10 model phone is because, and not even just an emoji. Um, it's <laughs> because this started, I think, 24 hours after a friend of mine got the first iPhone 10 that had an emoji at all. Uh, we started because the next day we had karaoke. And so we started an emoji karaoke. And oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> I think you're going to need to do that at MacStock. I want to do that. I think okay. you and I should be doing that. I'm not, I'll find another phone for you just to use or something. Yeah, I'll, I'll send Barry an email. He'll let me use his yeah. phone. It'll be oh, fine. That's right. I forgot. Barry has plenty of phones he can spare. I'm sure Barry has a 10 in a drawer that he will let me. Mr. Barry Falk, you know. let me me emoji for the night. Roving reporter and. Uh, <laughs> Max Stock Social Director. Max Stock Social Director. We'll yeah. talk about Max Stock a little bit at the end here. Or uh, as I like to call him, Cruise Director Julie. Yeah, he is. He is. And he walks around with a clipboard and makes sure everybody's having a good time. So he was. Yeah. I was following him along and checks out. Can't keep him up. 
keep, can't keep up with them. But anyway, uh, so um, a lot of it also with the with the update twelve point two is going to be the addition to all the support for the news app, as well as the TV app. As I'm sure a lot of uh, enhancements will be needed um, in the beta uh, for that. And uh, of course, I, I we had mentioned about uh, I mentioned in previous episodes, but I'll mention again about. Uh, uh, the AirPlay 2 announcements that uh, you'll be able to have a remote in I, I, uh, in 12.2 to utilize uh, any of the TV manufacturers that are going to be supporting AirPlay 2, such as Vizio, Samsung, LG, and to their smart TVs, mm-hmm. uh, which I think is there's another there's another uh, opening right there with with opening up with the, the TV services because they they're I never thought Apple would ever be allowing other third party companies to be using their technology on their equipment. So yeah. Uh, that was that was uh, that I that was the reason I'm I'm kind of pretty much almost uh, positively say that uh, that happened. So, uh, but uh, yeah, no, it's it it should uh, uh, it should should be interesting to see uh, where it goes, uh, what that goes. Um, uh, anything else? I don't know. We, there's just so much so much I can't even keep up. <laughs> All the things we had <laughs> announced this week. Uh, we're we're coming into the weekend and. Uh, we're going to be itching to find out what the, what's announced. So yeah, uh, uh, it's going to be definitely interesting to see uh, where all that goes uh, when it comes to that. So uh, anything else that, I, that we didn't cover? I can't think of anything else. With iOS. No, I think we've got it covered. Um, yeah. There's, there's not a lot. Um, I mean, it's all been iterative, like yeah, to that yeah. point, you know, up, up, up to this point. So basically I think we're really at the, the bolt tight. We're, we're about to get to sort of the maintenance slash bolt tightening um, where not a lot of more, not a lot of interesting stuff is going to happen until June. Yeah. With WWDC coming. Yeah. Um, that's like we're, re- be- we're reaching the end of 12 and we're starting to look at what, uh, at what 13 at, at what sort of shape 13 is going to take and i'm partly interested in that um and i feel like now that it is the year in which it was released i can talk about it because i know last summer we were getting stories about what the next version was going to look like right. anyway uh, so now that it's not that far away um part of what i'm curious about is the other ways that we are going to get interoperability between macOS and iOS because this year is when we're supposed to hear more about Project Mars Pan, which right. is uh, like the App Store, um, the App Store experience, which is basically iOS code that is running on macOS and Apple News on your Mac, uh, which is all based on the Apple News app on your phone. And right. so I'm, I'm interested to see what other, because they've been sort of teaming them up in various ways for a while now uh there's there's clipboard options now we have uh you know the continuity and handoff stuff like you know if you really want to you can answer a call on your mac and you can get messages you know you can send a text message from your mac you know if you're if your phone's in the vicinity somewhere um you can airdrop back and forth between things you know between them more easily like that gets easier and faster all the time so they're making it they're making it possible on the iOS end for stuff to work together better. And I'm curious how that's going to evolve and, and how that relationship looks once we get a look at Mojave plus and iOS 13. Right. So uh, I'm, I'm interested in what shape that's going to take. And part of that is because um, 
we've been hearing more about this and they told us last year that marzipan was coming and that they'll have more information about it this year but just all you need to know is that the app store and apple news are using it now and it's a thing that we're making work and we will tell you lots about it next year so i expect to get i expect that 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 kind of stuff is going to get a lot of attention and Aside from the mechanics of making it so anybody with a, an iOS app can make a macOS app, I'm, I, I want to know uh, what other sort of teaming up they're going to do uh, with right. both of these operating systems so that your ecosystem is a little bit more unified and everything works together right. um, optimally. No. So it, has, it absolutely has to. Um, one last thing I was going to talk about, actually, this remember saw one this last uh, thing that just came out. Uh, Apple today updated their app. Apple Store app, and it gains some more uh, today at Apple sessions. Have you attended any of those sessions? Are you near an Apple Store? Uh, I'm near. Th- well, there are three in the area. The closest one is about 20 minutes away, um, which isn't yeah. bad. But I haven't. Uh, I haven't attended any um, ages and ages they're, ago they're when they just have events. Uh, yeah. App, app Camp did have an Apple Store event right, 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 at right, one right. point, and that was really cool. Um, and we would do it again, Apple. Um, but <laughs> yeah, and they do it now. I mean, I see Girl Scouts going in there. I, I know. see all kinds and, of groups going there. So, and I'm ex- I, I'm I'm I look forward to them. I've been looking at the schedule because they have gotten more interesting. Yeah. Um, oh, yeah. And there are uh, more there. There's there's a lot more on offer than there used to be as far as the Today at Apple stuff. Um, I think that's something that that Angela Aaron's really pushed was. Uh, and she's leaving the retail experience and that's the thing to me that is so fascinating that i mean it is i enjoy going to the app store every time they're just to buy something but it's the evolution of that of that experience and it's like going there not necessarily to buy anything but the problem is and you know and if you go there to buy something that's a great experience and if you go there for today at apple or you go there for uh you know like I just want to get my hands on this and feel what the new phone feels like or see what the new iPad looks like or anything like that. Like all of that, super duper great. Like the minute you have an issue that you have to consult a professional about, the Apple store is a disaster. Like it's not a great experience. Yeah. Um, The geniuses can get busy. It's well, yeah. And it's not even like the actual, the actual transaction of the assistance. Like I'm here because this thing isn't working and I need you to help me get it working again. And, right. and I hear this from all kinds of people. I hear this from really technical people like you and I down right. to uh, really non-technical people who like don't have another option, you know, and they've like right. tapped the knowledge in their circle, you know? Um, and right. besides that, like, like they've tapped all of the knowledge that they have in their circle and now they have to go seek a professional. And so they go to the professional and they're like, this was an awful experience, whether it's a walk-in whether you scheduled it, um, busy. all of that stuff, it's, it's super busy. And then sometimes, you know, because of the amount of, of busy that's happening, like, uh, you know, the genius can get frazzled or confused or, or sometimes not, not always feel like, and, and you may feel like, you know, like, well, okay, so what's the problem with your iPhone? I'm not here for my, fi- my iPhone. I'm here with a laptop, you know, or whatever. Like there, there's, right. you know, the, the aftercare sort of in all of this is, it has really taken a nosedive, it feels like. Um, I do occasionally have to take stuff to the Apple store and I've had a range of experiences. Yeah, me too. I mean, it, it, it varies. 
Yeah. And it's, and it's not even the store and it's not even the genius and it's not the day. Like just, it's, it seems very hit and miss and it didn't used to be that way. And I think part of why I notice it so much is because the three Apple stores in my area all went through remodels and, uh, and it used to be like a great experience, um, in the tiny little cramped awful stores <laughs> and then the yeah. stores got nicer and the experience got way worse and and I think that for me is what's frustrating like it's a bigger store and it looks really nice and you know the sun comes in the side now and it's not in the underground section of the shopping mall and like all of this is supposed to be better and now you know and like this dude has walked up to me for the third time asking me about my phone when I'm here about my laptop. Like sure. it's just like, it's, to me, I think that's what makes it so jarring is like, I get to go to this nice, beautiful store in this new location. And it turns out that the experience just sucks. So, yeah, but I mean, I, I'll turn around then. I mean, I've had good experiences for the most oh, part. Yes. I mean, the store that's local mm-hmm. here to where I live, um, there's some great people who are doing uh, this today at Apple stuff. Uh, know somebody I know she's listening uh, that uh, uh, she uh, does a, a great job she just became a uh, just became a uh, creative not too long ago and she doesn't and, and they stand up at the front of the room and you know all those Apple stores have those big huge screens um, that uh, that shows all the video you know doing things like Apple Watch and so just to watch her do a demonstration of an Apple Watch sticking it under her camera and talking about what Apple watch basics are just standing in front of the room and not everybody's listening. There a lot of people are there because they want to get their, their phones repaired or their Macs repaired, but people are still sitting in the audience and want to, want to learn. Then they do the hands, more of the hands-on stuff with this, just today at Apple. I and mean, then anything from out there, I see up here, there was, there's a uh, getting started with garage band. I like to, I like to sit in on that just to, yeah. just, just to see, I mean, I'm, I use garage band edit this podcast, but, uh, there's always something I'm going to learn that's new. And that's, you know, look, you and me, we're both IT professional people. We like, we, uh, uh, we know a lot of this stuff, but we don't know everything. And I, Mm -hmm. that's what I, I, I I tell people, go, go to the Apple store. If you really want to learn something, see what they're going to be talking about. I mean, they, they have iPhone basics, watch basics, iPad basics, and then they even have the next level. Same thing with Mac and same thing with uh, uh, all the other uh, products. You can go in there and they're going to, they're going to, sit down with you. Most of those folks are very good at what they do with training. I do a lot of training for work at my works too. So I see it and, mm-hmm. but I do it and I, and I will sit in on these just because I like, uh, I like to, to I want to learn. I, I continue to learn. I continue to understand. Um, but they have things like I, I, I went on a photo walks uh, uh, session with once and yeah, that uh, like and, and, those and that was, like that was fun. great sessions. They yeah, seem- we, we walked around. I ended up buying one of those uh, Osmo, uh, mobile two arms for, for $130 <laughs> because, because, uh, because someone had it and now I own one. So, mm-hmm. um, I mean, the, they're doing stuffs with, uh, uh, they, they have photographers that actually lead the courses uh, a lot of times. Um, so, but they're free, which, which is just awesome. Yeah. Any, anywhere between, I mean, and you, you with the app cap for girls doing with stuff with coding and apps, they're doing coding. Mm-hmm. I want to sit in on coding. I, I'm, I'm horrible at understanding, knowing how to use to do to code. I, I want mm-hmm. to do basics, just understand Swift, just understand a lot of what lot of what you do with the designing an app. So, mm-hmm. uh, but uh, no, I, I would check them out. There's still there's still great there's still great sessions there. And yeah, doing like like the Apple Store experience stuff. is great. You know, it's it's yeah. it's the it's it's kind of the rest of it. Like if you you know. If you want to show up for a session, if you want somebody to teach you a thing, like those are super great. I know, I do know people who have gone and really enjoyed them. Right. And, you know, and like I said, buying something there is fantastic. Like, you know, yeah, I, I've seen go. that happen recently. And well, not even that, like if you need a computer or, or um, you know, you go to get a new iPad, maybe for example, right. um, 
you know, you pick up a new Apple watch, whatever, like those are like, those are, um, as a retail experience, those are great experiences. And, and I think that's part of why I get even more frustrated about like the aftercare stuff being in the state it's in is because so many other pieces of it are better than they used to be. And then this, I think that's why it stands out so much that this isn't quite where it should be as, as an experience. Absolutely. So before before we wrap things up here, I want to talk just very briefly. I've been talking a lot about it, but we need to talk about just a little bit more is MaxDoc. MaxDoc 2019 is coming. Um, It is. This is its fifth year. I mean, I've Mm -hmm. I've attended all five years and more than likely I'm speaking again this year. I can't officially say if I am or not, but uh, yeah, we'll see. (laughs) Uh, But uh, it's July 27th, 28th uh, uh, of this year, 127 days away. Uh, and it's probably one of the greatest conferences uh, I've ever been to. I mean, and not only because I, I uh, speak there, but uh, I also love to sit and attend and, and to network and to meet people. I get to, I met you the first time last year and now we're, now we're good friends here with the, in the podcast world. So that, I mean, it just, the value I've had and not just, just, just being able to meet everybody I've met. I met Allison mm-hmm. Sheridan. I met Chuck Joyner. I met Tim Robertson. I met Guy Cyril all these folks that, that are in, been in the Apple community forever. And then and it's such a cozy, uh, very cozy um, uh, conference compared to Mac's, Mac world, which I never attended, but I know from hearing 10, 20,000 people, it's just not, it, it just, you don't get this, the experience of this, uh, but and it's, and it's in the Chicago area. It's local. <laughs> it's, it's local to Chicago. Uh, so actually in Woodstock, Illinois. Um, and uh, we'd love to have you come out uh, and, uh, I know, Kelly. You can say you can say any more. This was this will be your second year now, right? Yes, uh, I'm. I'm working on travel plans now. Like literally, uh, Barry just texted me. Uh, Cruise director Julie is getting in touch with me about what's going He's on. He's like, "What are you doing? You better be coming." <laughs> yes, um, and he needs me as karaoke host. Oh, there's absolutely no question you're going to be hosting that again. <laughs> she was the karaoke queen, if anybody doesn't know, uh, and uh, it was a lot of fun. So. I'm blushing now. Okay. Yeah. Um, <laughs> They'll make you blush. <laughs> well, it's a thing that I love and, oh, I, you, and I, of fun. I'm out of that like karaoke closet. Like there's, there's no oh, yeah. getting around it. I, she was, I she was into it. Oh. I even sang and I don't do that that often. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We, uh, I kind of have that. That that's probably my superpower. Well, that I can fold a fitted sheet, but uh, my su- I think my superpower is like, oh, I don't do karaoke, and I, just wait. Um, yeah, yeah, you know, it's, it's so it's much fun. fun, and like the thing from and and see from my perspective, like the thing about it isn't meeting those people; it's getting to hang out with those people again, and that was always the advantage to MacWorld. Right. Was yeah, exactly. I got to hang out with. I got to hang out with David Sparks at Macworld. I got to hang out with Brett Terpstra and Chuck Joyner right. and David Chartier and, and uh, like Adam Christensen and all of these people who, all right. of the people who are super amazing, whose names I'm forgetting right now no. um, because there okay. were a lot of people at Macworld. <laughs> like you said, yeah, exactly. thousands of people at Macworld. And, but like what I love about, about Mac stock was the vibe of it and how everybody's there for the same thing, which is like, you know, I want to expand my brain a little bit. I want to flex some, some tech muscles and, and see how that feels or how that works. And, uh, I did speak last year and, uh, I had a lot of fun speaking and, and I will point out, we competed against each other during our uh, breakout (laughs) sessions. I was sad about that. Um, I was too. Uh, I did, 
uh, lure people into mine with the shameless bribery of I will be giving candy to people in my session. Um, but and, I was on the main stage. You were in the small room. So. Yes. Uh, <laughs> but I will point out that literally last night I spoke to a Mac user group uh, as okay. a result of a connection that I made at MacStock. Right. So I met someone at MacStock. Yeah, I met Bob at MacStock who runs the Tucson Mac user group. Mm-hmm. And we had a conversation. He said, do you want to, would you come speak to my mug? And I was like, Tucson's kind of far, but do you have Skype? And so we worked it out. And um, he uh, made sure he took a bag of candy and anybody in the audience that asked questions was given candy, just like at nice. my talk. And I was very excited. He remembered. That. He did. And I <laughs> I thought it was, I, I loved it. I thought it was hilarious. Um, but like the thing that I love that I loved about going to MacStock was that um, everybody that was talking was into what they were talking about, which sounds weird. Um, but oh, yeah. sometimes you can go you can go see somebody give a talk that they've given a lot of times or um, it's maybe about a subject that they know people want to hear about that they personally aren't necessarily interested in. And so they kind of stand up there and they're kind of mediocre at it right like it's not a great presentation it's not exciting it's not interesting and you can tell when people don't care about what they're talking about and nobody at MaxDoc had that problem which I thought was everybody at MaxDoc is talking about something that they care about and even if you don't understand it and even if you don't necessarily follow the thing that they're telling you um you're still able to a tell that that person is into what they're telling you. So you get a little, at least you're interested, you know, on that level. Um, But also you get the chance like at lunch or during a break, you know, during like an afternoon break or during happy hour at the end of the evening. Like what was that thing that you were saying about using inside of another snippet? And I'll tell you, and like, and it was, and for me, like people did come up to me, um, uh, you know, at different points throughout and asked me right. about my about my talk. And for me, the best part of that was not only did you pay attention, but you paid enough attention that you right. had that question and you held on to it until you found me at lunch the next day and said, right. I want to ask you this thing that I'm that that I want to know more about. And you remember, like, you know, like I sometimes have a hard time at lunchtime remembering what I ate for breakfast. And so yeah. <laughs> you remember That's right. something that somebody on stage told you yesterday. And now you're yeah, going to come no. today and find that person and go, I wanted to find out more about this thing that you were saying was spectacular. And so yeah. like for me, the feedback was great. And was. the immediate, the immediacy of being in front of everybody, like right there, super great. Uh, all of that was all of that was so much fun. And then just getting an opportunity to meet people, to meet you, to meet Bob uh, from yeah. Mac user group. Uh, yeah. And to get to be, like I said, in person with uh, people who are my friends. Like, you know, I get, you know, uh, it's funny that I, I only ever like Adam Christensen, for example, <laughs> like I never see him in his hometown and I never see him in mine. We have, we right. both have to go someplace else. Well, you're kind of in order on to get the opposite end coast there. So yeah. But, but, anyway, like, but like it, I've been to San Diego and not been able to meet up and he's been to Portland right. and we've not been able to meet up, but like both of us in San Francisco, that's a thing that can happen. Both of us in Chicago, you know, from the West coast, you know, but we end there up in Chicago. Go. That's a thing that happens. It happens. So, like, but you know, the opportunity just to get to spend time in person, like this is the same thing that yes. I say about about every conference and the reason that I don't want conferences to go away. And I understand that virtual is a really useful way to get information. So like, you know, we talk about WWDC and like all the videos from WWDC are publicly available and that's fine. 
That's not what okay. people go into WWDC for. People go to conferences for the hallway talk, track. To talk to Jack. Yeah. Yeah. It's the hallway they, track. It's, hit, hit it's always what I've called it. Like so. running into someone in the hallway, bumping into somebody at lunch, being in line for a thing next to a person that you've been trying to talk to or whatever. Yep. Um, those are the people like those are the opportunities that you will never get by sitting at home by yourself in your office and watching a video on a screen. You will get useful information communicated that way, but you yep. will not make a friend. You will not have an in-joke with a friend, with somebody else. You will not inspire a podcast. You will not. I mean, yep. the stories I could tell you about random stuff that happens at Lots conferences. Like, but, and, and not even, and I'm not even talking about like the really interesting ones, like pending legal action keeps me from telling you about the really good ones, but, right. but even the regular but, ones, like finding out that somebody else likes a show that you like and your co-host on your podcast for that television show has had oral surgery and is unable to speak and therefore cannot host the show with you. And you just so happen to find two other people, one of whom who's never been on a podcast before and you go, hi, so <laughs> if you guys are going to go watch tonight's episode and I have to get something out the door before I go to bed tonight, is there any you want to chat with me on this show and like yeah. on the, like on the fly, can we get this done? Because my co-host has had emergency mouth surgery and right, right, can't right. say anything about anything and is just going to text me what he wants to make sure <laughs> he wants to text me his assessment so that we can talk about it. Do you want to do this with me? And it worked. Yes. Anyway, let's, that's an actual let's, episode of my podcast. You can go <laughs> let's let's like, wrap up with let's love, wrap up Max Stock. Uh, go to maxstock 2019com Button on there. Register today. Best bargain you'll ever find. One hundred seventy nine dollars for the two day event. Check it out on that website. Uh, we uh, would love to have you, uh, and we'd love to meet you. And I'll be we'll keep talking about this because it's it's coming up in a couple of months. So, uh, but uh, check it out. Uh, early bird specials aren't going to go for long. So no. Please check it out. So, and uh, yeah, this our, our our hour has gone by fast. And uh, tell people how they can find you. And you talk about AppCamp. If you want to be brief with AppCamp for girls, and just tell everybody how they can find you. Well, I'm hard to miss. Um, <laughs> this is true. I'm very chatty and I'm very public about it. Um, so. Uh, the first place you can find me is five mornings a week at MacObserver.com where yes. I host the great show. I host the Daily Observations podcast, and uh, we talk about a couple of tech topics um, each week uh, or each day. I mean, and uh, we talk. It's been a long week today, and we talk about yeah. them. Uh, it's it's a brief show. It's between twenty and thirty minutes, and yep. uh, unless you say headphones to Dave, like I did this morning, <laughs> and uh, you can find me there, which is at MacObserver.com. Uh, you can also find me over at the Incomparable Network, where uh, my podcast there is called Greetings from the Uncanny Valley, and it's a show about Westworld. And uh, I do pop up on other shows there from time to time, uh, like uh, Low Definition is one that I did recently. I also was on the main show talking about Captain Marvel, the movie that just came out. Uh, you can also we'll talk afterwards. <laughs> <laughs> you can also find me uh, on uh, my show with my friend Mike Rose, which is called The After Show with Mike and Kelly. Oh, you are a podcaster. And that's at aftershowpodcast.com. Uh, the rest of the time, you can find me on Twitter and you should find me at, on micro.blog as Verso in both places. 
All right. Thank you for being here, Kelly. I'm so, so glad you came back. I'll have you again for sure. I'm so um, glad to be here. Let me give one last plug for App Camp yes. for Girls, which is our, like I said, iOS development. Uh, it's a week-long day camp, and we teach uh, girls, transgender, and, trans- and gender non-conforming students who are going into eighth and ninth grade. Uh, we are in three cities this year, and... Um, uh, we are always looking for donations and we're always looking for volunteers and we're always looking for people who want to do the groundwork on an upcoming location. You can find all of that information at appcamp, the number four girls.org. Okay. Uh, and uh, if you go there and if you decide that you want to donate and you say that you heard about uh, app camp from the in touch with iOS podcast, uh, you will get something special in the mail sent to you personally from me. Awesome. I would like to see that. All right, let's wrap things up here. That's a wrap for this okay. week. Uh, please send your comments, questions, and suggestions to our email address, feedback at intouchwithios.com. You can follow us on Twitter at InTouchWithIOS. You can subscribe in your favorite podcatcher, including Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher Radio, Spotify, and TuneIn Radio. Or better yet, go to our website at InTouchWithIOS.com where all the links to listen to us are there. I am Dave Ginsberg, and you can find me on Twitter at DaveG65. Again, thank you, Kelly Gamot, for being here today. You are more than welcome. (laughs) We appreciate it. Thanks for listening, and we'll talk to you next time.